RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, it is Victory Monday, uh, two weeks in a row, and that's a beautiful thing at this time of the year. Uh, Buccaneers probably need to win one more game out of the next two games to get into the playoffs. And um, for those of you that are Buccaneer fans that watch that game, um, you're probably as confused as I am. Like, anybody that watched that game literally looked, we looked like, um, you know, a a bad Mac team in the first half. And the second half, we looked like Alabama. I, I don't know why it happens. I don't know how it happens, but two weeks in a row, uh, we beat a team that I think we should have beaten. Uh, Did I learn anything more about our team? No, it's really weird. Like two weeks in a row, we came out with victories, but I still come out of that game thinking the same thing of the Bucs. I just don't know what the hell they are. I just, I don't even know if they know what the hell they are. And to be getting beat 17, nothing in the first half, which could be, which could have been worse. Uh, and then I guess they got into the locker room and from what I hear, JPP was the, you know, the voice chewing some ass, uh, which needed to be chewed. And then in the second half, they looked like a completely different team right from jump street. Somehow Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich need to figure out how to get that out of their team early, early meaning don't wait for the damn first half to end. If you look at the first half statistics, Five first downs. Um, I mean, they barely had the ball. They didn't do anything well in the first half. I mean, nothing. And, you know, I had some people here watching the game, and, you know, people were still confident. I was not. <laughs> I just never seen anybody flip the script like that. And in the first half, to go through that and not do anything well, they didn't catch the ball well. They didn't throw it well. We didn't tackle well. And those... Falcons were wide ass open, right? And I don't know how they tighten that up. I really don't. And, you know, we could see here in the NFL, if you give a quarterback the caliber of a Matt uh, Matt Ryan or a Tom Brady a lot of time, they're going to pick you apart. Matt Ryan did his picking apart in the first half, and Tom Brady was whooping some ass in the second half. Football season is in full swing, and really a lot of the other sports are about to pop up as well. And for all you sports bettors out there, let me tell you about the only way I get it done. I only endorse one sports book, and that is BetUS.com. And why you ask? Well, BetUS is a pioneer in online betting with more than 25 years in the business. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and you need to know that you're going to get paid. Obviously, that's the most important thing. But a lot of these new sports books, you just don't know what you're getting into. Go with the one with integrity, and that's BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com now and fill out your information. It only takes a minute. That's BetUS.com. And when you get to the how do you hear about us box, type in in the trenches. That's in the trenches. You can get up to 150% in bonuses uh, on your first deposit. That's important. Nobody in the industry gives bigger bonuses than BetUS for 25 years in the business and the best bonuses as well. Join today at BetUS.com. That's BetUS.com. And don't forget, type in in the trenches when you get there. That's BetUS.com. 
you know, there's parts of that Minnesota game and there's parts of that Atlanta game that makes me think maybe they are starting to put it together. In the second half, they looked brilliant offensively. Actually, defensively, they did as well. Is it possible for them to put that together? Because when you watch that half, oh, that's going to scare a lot of teams. That that team on that field will scare a lot of teams. Brady was finally doing some good things with his legs. Um, that's not really his forte, but I saw him climbing up in the pocket, doing some good things, getting outside the pocket, making some plays. I think that has been thoroughly missed throughout this season. Um, Antonio Brown finally gets in the end zone. Uh, he finally started to look like maybe what we acquired him for. You know, to this point, it just seems like it's been a headache, and I'm not saying it's a bad acquisition before the, the game. It just you just couldn't really understand why they did it. Um, but they're starting to come around a little bit. I, I see uh, some play calling that has some innovation, which really we haven't seen too, too much this this year. The goal line play where Godwin scored, Evans kind of, I've never seen this route tree. I've never seen two receivers pretty much run the same route in the same area. And there was a rub on Evans's guy and Godwin got open. I don't know if that was a mistake or it, it was just very odd looking, but it worked. And offensively, I saw some good things play calling with Byron Leftwich in the second half. Anything good I say, Omit the first half. That was hideous. All of it was hideous. Defensively, you know, I, I think uh, uh, Coach Bowles is starting to figure out what he has in Devin White for sure. And I've said that I've said it on this podcast a few times. I hate to see Devin White in coverage. I hate it. He's just not very good at it. It's not his thing. He's a great rusher. He's not a great pass rusher, but he's his speed. Sometimes puts the offensive line in, in, in some, you know, tough situations. He had three sacks and a dozen tackles yesterday. So we have some wonderful football players. We just got to figure out ways to put it together. Gronk had some physical catches, which is good to see. Uh, Brady was, you know, distributing the ball everywhere, which is, once again, beautiful. That's, you know, I've heard people say, well, maybe we have too much talent. Maybe we have too many. No, you can't have too much talent, people. Because as they showed in the second half, they didn't have too much talent. That was beautiful, the second half. And, you know, as a whole, it's this, I don't know, it's football changing. I don't know what's happening, but there were so few runs in that game in the second half where both teams almost didn't want to waste their time running. Because neither one of the teams was really doing a great job in the back end until the Buccaneers started to rush the passer a little bit. But our defensive backfield still scares me. If our rush doesn't show up, they're they're porous. That first half was not pretty. Offensively, we still don't run the ball. And I don't want to complain about it because they won two games in a row. And, you know, but moving him forward, you know, we'll beat the, we'll beat the Detroit Lions. We'll have a good chance to beat the Falcons in the last game at home. But after that, it ain't going to get much easier, obviously. And wherever we have to go, and it's going to be somewhere, it's probably not going to be all that warm. Running the football is going to be essential. Throwing the football 45 times a game, I guess is becoming the norm, okay? I guess is becoming the norm because there's not that many teams running the ball 
religiously anymore in the NFL. You know, other than Tennessee, there's a couple others, but not many. There's just not many. Other than the ones that have that running quarterback, and there's not a whole lot of them either. Like Leonard Fournette, uh, he's <laughs> dropped the ball a couple times out of the backfield. The thing is, our backs drop the easiest balls. The easiest ones to drop to catch, they drop those. And I don't know if I'm a huge Leonard Fournette fan, okay? Not of him as a person. I don't know him as, as a person. I don't know why he turns his back in the hole. He did it a couple times yesterday, once on the goal line. There's really no reason for you to turn your back on a goal line run. Lower your head and run somebody over. What are you turning your back for? Odd, that was odd to me. I know a lot of you guys and gals are sick of cable. I am too. And that's why I'm switching to Fubo TV for live sports news and primetime TV without the complicated contract. You know, I love watching TV, obviously, but cable companies drive me nuts. It's time to finally cut the cord with Fubo TV and you pay a lot less and you get a lot more channels. The monthly cost of cable sometimes can be in excess of $200. Fubo TV is $65 a month to watch the same channels and you don't pay for DVR or installation as well, which is obviously very important. Fubo TV brings you over 100 channels, cloud DVR and no hidden fees. You can stream your shows on your TV and, and your smart devices as well. And with Fubo TV, you'll never miss a game. They have the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, Premier League, La Liga, college sports and all the sports that you can take. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com backslash Beckles. There's no contracts and you can cancel anytime. That's FuboTV.com backslash Beckles for 15% off your first month and a free trial. That's FuboTV.com backslash Beckles. It was good to see the Buccaneers getting in the end zone in the, once again in the second half. You know, being down 17 nothing in the first half against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeesh. But once again, that second half, they got to feel good about themselves. Although, you got to go back to the drawing board. Why? Why is that happening? Why are we stinking it up in the first half? That's not going to work against the good ones. You're not going to come back from 17 down against, you know, New Orleans or, or Green Bay or any of those teams. It's, it's probably not going to happen. And definitely not in the playoffs. So they got to clean that up. But in the meantime, it's nice to get that victory. They are going to get to that 10-win mark uh, from what I've seen, okay? Crazier things happen. Anybody can lose two games in a row. That's a possibility. But the Bucks have won four out of the last seven. Uh, they're starting to play better ball. Uh, more consistent, I- I'm not sure. But good, good enough to beat the teams that have been in front of us the last couple of weeks. You know, Bruce Arians um, last week said we could do anything we want. Well, you can do anything you want except for show up in the first half. That's been tough the last couple weeks. So let's hope that cleans up a little bit. Um, That Detroit game, you know, Matthew Stafford's all beat up. Uh, They're just not a scary football team. And we saw what Atlanta looked like yesterday. They probably will have their bags packed and ready to go in that final week, and that's that's a good thing. But they didn't lay it down, though. Atlanta didn't lay it down. Atlanta fought us all the way to the end and scared us all the way to the end. So it's not time to exhale yet. And you don't want to mess up and exhale against Detroit 
and figure out a way for them to win a game. And then you have to go into that last game having to win. That's never good. You know, buttholes get all puckery. And uh, it's always harder to win when buttholes are puckery. No doubt about that. But look, our Buccaneers are in a good spot. We, when we brought in Tom Brady, it was to make the playoffs. And it looks like that's where we're heading. Um, but one and done is not good enough. It's it's just not, okay? If we go one and done in the playoffs, you know, that's not a successful season. It's not. Because Tom Brady's not getting younger. Uh, next year, our team's going to look different a little bit. And uh, it this there's still time in, for the, in this season for us to clean some things up going into this playoffs. Because it's not, it's not crazy that the Buccaneers make some noise in the playoffs. It's not crazy. They still have that much talent. They have a lot of talent. And you, we can see what they can do when the talent you know, comes together in a half. And if you could do it in a half, you could do it in a game. We just haven't done it. You know, so hopefully we catch ourselves at the right time. If anybody has any questions for me, uh, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Uh, Greg uh, Cruz hit me up an email. Um, fellow light-skinned brother from Montreal. I am not light-skinned, hardly. Uh, he said he wants to know how Tony Mayberry and Eric Rett felt in 97 playing in their first playoff game. I was actually in the stands. Uh, I know Tony Mayberry was elated to finally get in one. I don't even know if Eric Rett was on that team, to be honest with you. But... Listen, it was nice for the Buccaneers to get off the schneid. I don't know how many years it was since they'd been to the playoffs, but it was a long-ass time, that is for sure. And uh, we also had Nick saying that uh, he enjoyed the, the podcast with Sean King. And we're going to get Sean King on again. Sean does a wonderful job uh, on the air, and um, we can bring on the radio sometimes as well. I'm going to be off the rest of the month as far as the, uh, the show goes, and as we... Come into the new year. It's going to be myself and Jay Retcher. Uh, we don't have a name for the show yet, but uh, that will all kind of happen as uh, as we go forward. It will happen organically. But I appreciate you guys listening in, and uh, enjoy your Victory Monday. And I'll be talking to you guys again next Monday. Enjoy your week. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. The people that, uh, and their websites that focus mainly on recruiting, and they do a great job of entertaining and I think informing where the players might go and what have you. What they don't do is they assign things such as stars and they slot them and they say, well, this team had a better class than this and that. It's not a credentialed evaluation of who's better, this guy or that guy. What I try to bring is a perspective of, hey, having been a recruiting coordinator, I start with the list that the coaches provide me of, okay, they want an assessment of how I evaluate players. And from that, I really focus a lot on, okay, of these groups that you've given me, which ones are truly the best? And I've got that up for you. I've got the top 300 as I saw them uh, before signing day. Uh, regardless of who's recruiting him or what the case may be. And um, it's overall, and it's the top, well, the top 150, and then another pulse, um, 151 to 300. And then, you know, I look at, okay, how many of them have signed with certain schools, and that are strong indicators. Here's what is not talked about enough. 
These high school kids, I don't know personally. I don't know their personal character. So I can only assess the football ability in on tape. It is so important to understand what is the personal character and the football character of the player. Are they a good person? Are they trustworthy? Are they going to do what they're supposed to do? Do they like football? What's their interest level in football? A lot of guys play football, but they don't like to work at it. They don't have the passion to to be the best that they can be. It's easy to like to play football. It is not easy to like to practice and prepare to play football. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.